Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Khan, and I talk about how you can start, run, and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called Tech Stacks and Indie Hacking. Let's get started. So this week, David Heinemeyer Hansen tweeted a lot about Shopify. I really mean a lot. It was a quite a number of tweets, and he was shining a light on their use of the Ruby on Rails framework, which he open source back in 2004, that now 16-year-old software powers a business that processed over $100 million in sales per hour at the peak Black Friday sales. So, and, and that's not just Shopify, right? Not, not just Shopify running on, on Rails, but also Basecamp and Hey.com and GitHub. That's plenty of well-established businesses using long-established technology. And then there's companies like Discord. They've been building a highly performant chat platform using the Elixir language, a programming language that has only seen some mainstream adoption in recent years. And while Elixir is stable and both blessed with a wonderful community that I'm a part of, which is why I'm talking about it, and remarkable frameworks and a substantial amount of open source libraries, it's still dwarfed by the resources and popularity of Ruby on Rails. So... What is a new founder to do? Like, how do you choose the technology that will power your business? And how do you choose it well? Both Shopify and Discord have selected their tech stacks carefully and intentionally, but they've both picked completely different things. So what are those rules that founders of bootstrap SaaS businesses can use? And I've developed a pretty simple rule here. When in doubt, Choose established and familiar technology, plain and simple. And here's why. Building a business is a process of exploration. You start with one thing, and a couple months later, you end up with something completely different. Or at least that's very likely. And being able to do all of this without having to switch the technology, the underlying technology, is paramount if you want your business to be nimble, if you want to be agile and be able to react quickly. So picking a technology that is a generalist will help you with that. If something has been used to solve many different problems before, it will quite likely help you solve your own problems, no matter what they are or what they will turn out to be. What do I mean with that? Look at Ruby on Rails. It has helped build an email platform, Hey.com, e-commerce businesses, Shopify, many, many others, code repository services like GitHub. It powers Airbnb, news sites, even SoundCloud, and the yellow pages. It can pretty much do everything. And it seems to do everything well enough for those businesses. Like they are worth millions, if not billions of dollars using that technology. So that seems to work. And that is a generalist technology. Generalists have two significant advantages. There are many helpful resources out there, and you can quickly find developers to help you with your product. This means you're more likely to find solutions to your coding problems as someone might have actually run into those before. And you'll have an easier time recruiting an engineer later down the road as they're easily found and know what they're getting into, right? They've experienced, many often have decades of experience with a particular technology in certain markets. And getting back to the point of like finding solutions to your coding problems, that that's a generalist thing, right? If, if there's been like hundreds of different projects being built with a certain technology, people will have run into all kinds of problems, normal problems, edge cases. They will be there and there will be a trace, like a trail 
of those projects and the problems and the solutions to those problems on the web, on Stack Overflow and specific forums within their Slack communities, within their Discord communities often. There's always a way to find these kind of things. And that's the advantage of a generalist too. If you pick a battle-tested technology like Rails, you will know that thousands of businesses use that stack, right? And many of them will operate at your scale, whatever that is. And many will operate at a smaller scale and many will operate at a larger scale. So using an established generalist makes sure that your product will be scalable no matter where you are. Like even if you run into problems, there will be breadcrumbs all over the web detailing how others ran into those scaling issues and how they overcame them. Often for marketing reasons or just even for for hiring reasons, people write blog posts on how they overcame a certain scaling problem to attract engineers that want to work in a business of a certain scale. And those problems will help you scale your own software. So that's a generalist. But now compare this to a piece of technology that is really new and currently trending and being hyped. It's actually quite likely that all those blog posts and all these resources don't exist for this, right? It's likely that this tech hasn't even been used in production much. You can't be sure that it will allow you to build what you want compared to the generalist because it will only really allow you to reliably build which has already been attempted by others before. For a young technology that won't be much and you also probably won't find many detailed resources because they've just haven't been written yet. It's quite likely that you might need to write them yourselves in your own business for other people to actually help them. And unless you have a lot of time on your hands, you probably want to put that time into your business and not into taking notes for other developers, at least not at that point. I certainly don't want to be the one running into edge cases for the very first time and then struggling to overcome them and then document them for other people. I mean, I kind of like the idea of that, but I like the idea of running a sustainable and successful business more. Right? From an engineer's perspective, that is interesting. But from a business owner's perspective, and I'll get to that, it's really not the main priority. And that brings me to specialists when it comes to frameworks and languages. If you pick a language or framework built to solve one particular problem, like time series databases, for example, it's a very specific application of the database model, be absolutely sure that you won't need it for anything else. And I have a good example here of how I messed that up in the past. I once built a marketplace system on MongoDB, supposed to be a local food marketplace system here in Berlin, where I live. And I was thinking that a database like MongoDB, which is an OSQL database, would be a better fit for fast geo-bounded queries and for all kinds of different data that people would put in. And yeah, actually it wasn't. It turns out that I could have done this much in a much more manageable way and with fewer headaches, just using a regular relational database and a couple plugins like Postgres um, and their, their geo logic that they have, fairly stable and extremely performant compared to MongoDB, where I had to like build my own semi-relational system to make use of the database. Wasn't really smart making that choice, and I regretted it later down the road. So my learning from this was that Picking an established generalist like Postgres would have been over a fancy new piece of technology like MongoDB was back then in 2014 or something, that's a foundational choice. And you want your foundations to be solid. So go with what you know will work. And that brings me to you, the founder. How do you know what works? 
well, you'll know most about the things that you've worked with before. When I picked a tech stack for Feedback Panda, I went with Elixir and Phoenix and Vue.js because I had just spent two years working for a software company here in Germany and built a successful IoT platform product on that particular stack. I knew how to develop and I knew how to deploy Elixir Phoenix apps and how they could be scaled because we had just done this for years. Any piece of Elixir code would be self-explanatory to me because I've worked with it for years, right? I worked with it every single day. So why would I ever choose to start learning another language at that very moment, right? When I'm the most proficient at my craft, why would I swap my tools? Yet so many founders see founding a new business as an opportunity to play with a new language or a new framework, new project, new language. I don't think that's a good idea. It's like an Olympic ping pong player suddenly picking up a tennis racket for the game that matters most, their final match. But you don't do that. If you want to build a business and build it well and build it quickly, stick with what you know. And there was a post on Hacker News last week detailing the tech stack of a one-person SaaS business. You can find the link in the show notes. I recommend reading the article about the, about the tech behind PanelBear. And I also recommend reading the Hacker News comments on that post. Something that I rarely recommend because, you know, Hacker News. Many founders in there shared their stories about why they chose the stack they have now and what they learned and how they choose next time around. It's really insightful. If you want to learn from real world examples, that's an excellent place to start. For the markets, marketplace system that I mentioned earlier, um, I, I know I got the database choice wrong, but the framework choice I got right. Because before starting that business, and that must have been, yeah, back in 2014, I had been working for a startup that used Node.js extensively. So I had worked with Node for a few years and I knew how to build and deploy things with Node.js. And sounds familiar? Yeah, I used the thing that I knew at that time. Right? Node.js was also the, the platform or the, the language that I used for this platform. And it made building it super easy. It made it fast. I could test well because I'd done that before. I could deploy it well because I'd done that before. I could scale it well should I need to. Well, I didn't because it went nowhere, but I could have. So I didn't have to learn anything at that point. I could just use the stack that I knew. And using the technologies that I knew and was comfortable with removed one critical point of friction from the whole entrepreneurial journey. And that is infrastructural uncertainty. If I know what tech stack I'll use, I know what platforms it will need to run on. And knowing that I can run my product on this stack for a long time allows me to just really save money by committing to specific infrastructure dependencies like cloud providers, by picking yearly plans or even provisioning services ahead of time, AWS, stuff like that. Removal of uncertainty allows for commitment and finally also peace of mind because you just know that you won't have to change these kind of things in a hurry. Right? You will know how scaling works. You will know if you have a couple users, how much, how many resources do you need? And if you have a couple hundred users, comparatively, how much more do you need? Thousands and so on. If you've gone through this before on a similar platform, on a similar system, you will know when to even think about increasing your infrastructure costs or increasing the complexity of the system that you're building. And that really helps because there will be a lot of other things on your mind. So for technology, 
I recommend something that I call the technology founder fit. Uh, it's like technology is best for your business if it's easy for you, the founder, to deal with, maintain, and then expand when business needs change. That means you should know the tech before you use it with your business. Learning something new while at the same time trying to build a business that solves a yet unsolved problem is like juggling twice the amount of uncertainty. And frankly, I think it's a business and not a hobby. You're building to help and empower, not just to learn for yourself. And you're not building a little experimental widget just for a portfolio or to just play around with. Learning a new stack takes a lot of time and focus and I guess all your attention should really be on the business. And also specific problems with certain technologies only appear at a particular scale. I think it's much better for your capacity to deal with stress and anxiety because you'll be running the business if you already know what can go wrong and how to deal with it from a prior project. And talking about learning, I think many developers and engineers want to upskill to keep up with the industry or to be employable or just to be able to have conversations with their peers. I think it's important to understand that you have to upskill in all kinds of fields as a founder, not just in the engineering field. You'll need to understand the SEO tricks of the day or how to handle remote employees or how to navigate this year's sales tax provisions in the country you, you reside in. In all honesty, learning a new language or framework is very likely not the most important thing you could learn. Definitely not the most important thing for you as an entrepreneur. If you already have in-depth knowledge of a particular technology, look elsewhere. Look for an opportunity to learn something else that you're not yet an expert in. And don't worry if your tech choice is not a perfect fit. If you're looking for anything perfect in entrepreneurship, you won't find it. Make do with what you have today and get going. If it's good enough, then it'll be good. And it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Your initial tech choices only have to allow you to build something that is performant enough, scalable enough, and maintainable enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. And if you can get your MVP out with that, you will have ample time to optimize later. Even rebuild your project if you must. If you have a lot of revenue and you can hire people to refactor the whole thing or rebuild it in a different technology, great. But for now, you want to get going quickly. You want to validate and you want to validate with something established and familiar because that will help you do it quickly. Because the point of building a business is not learning a new framework. It's all about getting paying customers for product that helps people with their real problems. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast today. You can find me on Twitter at avidkahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. You could find my book, Zero to Sold, at zerotosoldbook.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me in the Bootstrap Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. We'll help other founders or founders-to-be to find this podcast and learn more about starting, running, and selling their bootstrap businesses. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.